Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, DCOMs, and music, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! Uh, what is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. I'm also wearing a blue Nike shirt and a, bl- and a black Nike hat. Come on, sponsor. I'm not sponsored, <laughs> but I should be. I'm in a Paramore sweatshirt Let's... again. I'm shocked. <laughs> Wahaha! You like Paramore? As I literally have just pre-recording announced to you more insane paramore travel plans that i have i've honestly i love music artists i love going to concerts but i don't think i i genuinely don't think i love an artist enough to do the stuff you do for paramores Haley williams and them in general i just don't (laughs) Like, I, I don't, I just don't. That's okay. But that's okay. I'm not asking you not to To be do honest, it. I don't understand it either. It's just this force that comes from within me, and before I know it, I've bought the tickets. You said Paramore? Say That's, that's why they- Paramore? Na- Say Paraless. I'm Para there. But, but I will be your Para- Annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't worry. You didn't even- so, are you going to ask about how I'm doing? <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. I know. I all, we always start these podcasts with like, I always, <laughs> I always, I always open the door for you. And you slam it in my face when these cold open. Okay. I just didn't have anything planned. Yeah. But, ask, well, how are, how are you, Miss Thing? What's going on in Hunter Morningland? <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad you asked. And, and Hunter Martin Land. Um uh well maybe that's why you never ask because I ne- I, I never have anything to say. Maybe. I'm trying to think what's been going. Oh, I guess something to look forward to in the future is I will be you and I will be in the same state not once but twice. I know, like pretty back to back. So maybe we can do some content I know. stuff together. It's always a great New York when you come to New York that's where I live, and I'll be coming to Nashville, where that's where Rebecca lives. We definitely need to do some stuff in New York, because mm-hmm. you'll be you'll be here a lot longer. I'll have time. Than I'm be I'll in. have time on my hands. Yeah. I love I love when I make travel plans, and so I have something to look forward to. You know, I know. wake me up when. Oh wait, it's August, not September. <laughs> wake me up when September starts. Wake... Am I right? Yeah, wake me up. <laughs> wake me up when September starts. Um, but wake me up because I want to know about. What's going on in a Disney 411? They always get busy. They, they always. They give us a week so, of nothing, and then they hop to it. We recorded our Get a Clue episode early, so we really didn't have a lot of stories. And of course, the week we take off our regular recording times, we get so many stories, so we cherry-picked our favorites. So let's get into it. All right, first story, uh, Becky, you really wanted to talk about it, was the re-release, re-recording, if you will, of three, Year 3000 mm-hmm. by the Jonas Brothers. Um, so if, Ed, if this is new information to you, know that the Year 3000 is a cover that the Jonas Brothers did, and they made it. Um, 
a hit amongst the Disney fans. But in honor of the anniversary of the original recording, it was 20 years old, Busted, uh, who originally recorded Year 3000, made a re-recorded it with the Jonas Brothers. And this is what they had to say. Year 3000 has been such a big part of our journey for the last 20 years. The love that this song has just keeps growing. With the fans that were with us from the beginning and now a new generation, we were thrilled when the Jonas Brothers gave it a whole new lease on life over in the States back in 2007. We are excited to share this new 2.0 version with them in 2023. There you go. Did you listen? No, I didn't. <laughs> I listened. What? I didn't think it was that great. Um, I, mean, I also couldn't get past how they're like kind of trading off like Joe will sing and then Busted will sing. And when Busted, Busted sings the line, stood there with a neighbor called Peter. And I guess Busted is a British band, which I didn't really know before that. But he sings the line and mm-hmm. he goes, stood there with a neighbor called Peter. And I said, OK, Lois Griffin. Oh, and I just like couldn't. Oh, that's why you that's why you texted <laughs> me that you said Peter. I said Peter. Because they because they did say it like that. But I don't know. It's fine. I just, for every potential breakup song, Allie and AJ's version, I guess you have to have a year 3000 bust. Yeah, but it, you know, it's, it's more of a, not like the Jonas Brothers version. It's more of a, this song really has caught new life and very different version. Let's bring them all together. I, I think it was fun. I guess. Um, oh, I forgot. I'm seeing the Jonas Brothers at Yankee Stadium a week from Sunday. Wow, so soon. So, I'm not seeing them till it is very soon. October. So I will give you updates on how it went when we record post-Jonas Brothers. <laughs> and they will sing the Jonas Brothers version of Year 3000 because apparently they're singing every song that they've recorded. And I wonder how true that will be. <laughs> they're not singing every wondering... song they've recorded. That's what they keep saying. They're not doing that. Um, There's no way they're doing that. It would be a 12-hour show. Well, every song off every album they put out. Um, that's what they're saying. They're probably doing but a wonder- song from every album they've put out. I don't think they're doing every single song that they have ever released. Well, we will. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to let you know. Speaking of being the first to let you know. Raven Simone. <laughs> this is our next story. This, that was a great segue. Uh, Raven Simone, the former star of That's a Raven, has claimed that she has psychic abilities like her character on the Disney Channel show. The actress said that she can see scenes play out in her head before they happen to her, adding that she connects through her spirit guides while she is meditating. She made the comments on a recent episode of the best podcast ever with Raven and Miranda. She says, I truly believe, I believe actually humans have the ability in their brain to tap into energy fields that allow for truth to connect when you know how to translate it correctly. I can walk into a room and it's reading energy and energy in the psychic plane because it's not a physical material plane. Hmm. Hmm. So that's so Raven. That's so Raven. It is so Raven to say something wild and. I mean, I relate to her because I also think I'm psychic a little bit. (laughs) And I've said this many. I may have said this on the podcast, but I know I've said it to you. Like. I've, there's been instances where I'm like, what are the odds? Like, I talk about something, I think about something. Like, for example, um, 
we were taught, like, there was one instance where I was talking about a song from a movie with me and my friends. And then we went into a grocery store after we had lunch. And the song was on. And this, and the song was yeah, on. Yeah, that happens to everybody. Yes, but it's too specific. There's been so many times that I'll be driving along and I'll think about a song and then that song will come up on shuffle. It happens all the time. It's not the same. Okay. People call it coincidence, but it's just too specific for me to, for it to be a coincidence like that. Okay, well, if I'm sitting in my bedroom daydreaming about a little something-something and it happens later, then I guess I'm psychic now. Okay, and I, will, I won't deny that back for you. You know, I will let you have that moment. Unlike everyone else who I've proclaimed that I'm psychic to, always shoot me down. I said I was psychic in third grade because a chair was teetering on top of a desk after we stacked the chairs. And I was like, I think that chair is going to fall on George Easterly's head. And then it did. (gasps) And everybody came up to me the next day and were like, whose chair is going to fall today? And I guessed and I was wrong. So my popularity was very short lived as a psychic. One time I was sitting across from someone in middle school and I had like a cold chill and I like shook my whole body. And the girl across from me goes, did you just have a a vision like Raven? (laughs) We've never seen Raven go. (laughs) She gets a vision. (laughs) And that's exactly what I did. (laughs) It was my version. So our next story is a little high school musical, the musical, the series season four, final season news. They released, which I thought was a very interesting clip to release for a final season with such big things in it. I felt like this was an interesting clip. Yeah. But um, High School Musical is writing a new endgame for some of the High School Musical movie characters. The show's fourth and final season follows the fictional filming of High School Musical 4, reunion where Corbin Blue, Monique Coleman, Lucas Grabeel, and Casey Stroh reprise their characters from the original movies as they attend their high school reunion. In a clip shared, fans got the first look at their on-screen reunion, which includes a pivotal moment for Lucas Grabeel's Ryan Evans as it's confirmed that his character is gay and partnered with pentatonic singer Scott Hoyne. Which is the most insane um, at, thing about all of this. As, <laughs> as they share... A kiss. Tim Federley, the creator of the High School Musical TV series, added that Lucas Grabeel himself was super moved about bringing that representation to the screen now. Um, he has lived with, and this is what they had to say about Lucas, uh, he has lived with the legacy now for 15 years, and Lucas was in tears on set when we shot that little moment, that kiss. He said, I think this is going to be, to mean so much to people who grew up with this movie and always wondered about Ryan, and this is a type of representation we can really bring into the future. So for, if you never, if you haven't seen the clip, what we're being shown is them, like the act, what what we're watching is the actual High School Musical 4. Yeah, they're like filming a scene from the movie for like three minutes and then someone's like, okay, cut. Yeah. And the, and so, and not me being a High School Musical truther, I thought the clip was a weird representation of, 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 not, not Ryan. I'm not talking about yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the structure of what they're doing in the High School Musical 4 is so odd to me. Yeah. Of what the other movies were. Because it's very, it's supposed to be their reunion, but there are the High School Musical logos on stage. And when did, when did Martha Cox become a part of the group? 
like that. When the other three didn't respond to the group text. Yeah, and then we're 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 revealed in the context of Heights Musical Four that Gabriella, Sharpe, and Troy are not responding in the group chat. What did I say? What did I say? I said that they were either going to tease us all season or they were going to shut it down right out of the gate. And they shut it down right out of the gate. Well, some people think they're teasing us. Being like, well, why would they mention them if they're I not mean, going to show up? I think they kind of want to set... They're also probably alluding to maybe they didn't respond to the group text. If, um, if some things yeah. that Lucas had to say during Bop to the Top are to be believed, it doesn't sound Ooh. like they respond to the group text. So maybe that was like a, an IRL call out. But I also knew that they were going to give the line to Mr. Bolton. And they did. Yeah. Also, it's revealed in the context of High School Musical 4, the reunion. Is, it's Miss Darvis. Re, she's retiring. I know. I thought. I think that's kind of cute. I like that. I like that. If Mr. Uh, Bolton just, is around, why is everyone like, where's Troy? Why has no one heard from Troy? You're telling me his father hasn't heard from him? Right. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I took the missing person's yeah. report to the station and they wouldn't believe me. <laughs> also, in the clip, Taylor McKessie is principal of East High. Tracks. Mm. You think, I it, think tracks? it tracks? So what did you think of now it's officially canon that Ryan is gay and has a boyfriend? The only thing I don't like about it is that it's got away from pentatonics. It is. It is. Um, it is. I, I am enjoying the way that Disney Channel has been kind of t- addressing their gay characters lately where they don't have them have a big coming out scene like they did when they first started doing this. It's just like a very casual thing. Like they just casually like, yeah. oh, my boyfriend or they like he just like runs to the I side mean, I and think kisses him. As, it's, it's very sweet. Especially with especially that character yeah. since that character is. We've known, fif- known, known. 15 years old. Yeah. They, we don't need a scene with him coming out to. Martha Cox. <laughs> Do you think that's who he would come back to? <laughs> I don't know. He's like, Martha, I have something in common with you. I hope to pop and lock and jam and come out. <laughs> <laughs> but in the but if I'm being in the high school musical reality, mm-hmm. if we're not gonna have the 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 original six I would say if we're going to have four of them, Kelsey makes the most sense. Yeah. I. Of being in that group. Have we not? I don't think we've heard from Alicia Rulin in a while. So it's. Is she still. Yeah. I mean, she. No, I'm saying they got who they got. Yeah. But I'm just saying in the context. I, I it's completely like, they agree. They become yeah. close friends like that. It'd be so funny if they um, set it up with like her and Ryan like went in like they were going to kiss each other and then they both swerve and like kiss their same sex partners. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see where this takes place in the show because I feel like this is a big scene to release before it's. Airing. It's gotta be earlier. They wouldn't have dropped it. But maybe because actors aren't promoting their stuff. They, they yeah, like, they may have also work. wanted to drop the clip that would get the biggest buzz going knowing that the yeah, actors which, couldn't promote the new season. But that makes a lot of sense because this story was freaking everywhere like over the last week. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of the strike and all that stuff, um, our next story and our final story um, is about kind of why the actors are striking. And it's all about Robert Carradine, who played um, Sam McGuire on Lizzie McGuire. 
Uh, so Robert Carradine is giving his two cents worth on why he and his fellow Hollywood actors are on strike, or rather his zero cents worth. In an Instagram post, the Lizzie McGuire star shared a photo of a residual check from Disney's Worldwide Services in the amount of zero point zero zero dollars. In the caption, Carradine wrote, why we're striking. Someone listed all the Disney stuff he was in. And everyone's like, and he gets zero dollars for that? Yeah. Well, he, they wouldn't be sending him a check for zero dollars. They're probably sending him a check for like a fraction of a fraction of a cent, which is still demeaning. And it like costs, yeah. it costs more to print that and put that letter in the mail than, it, than the money that they're sending him. Yeah, and not to bring it back to to Jamie Lee, but she <laughs> reposted this on her main feed. She did. Yeah, and that's how I saw it. And I was like, oh, that's the dad from Liz McGuire. Like we said, we totally understand why people are striking, the actors are, and the writers. So we hope we hope it comes to a fair and equal resolution. We do. Which I guess speaking of the strike before we get all the way out of Disney four one one we are probably going to be the- holding off on doing the Wildcat wrap-up, the coverage of the newest season of High School Musical, the musical, the series, until the strikes are resolved. We're trying to figure out what the best way to go about it is, and we don't know if there's, like... I don't... I think we're going to include there's no right answer, and there's no wrong way exactly. to support, I guess. Um, but, you know... We, we do want to talk about High School Musical, the musical, the series, season four, obviously, especially after talking about that clip. But, I mean, we may watch it on our own time, obviously, but maybe getting on the pod, we'll, we'll wait and do a Wildcat wrap-up. So I hope, even though you've watched it, you'll still find it enjoyable. Um, I think it just, well, e- either way, spoilers would still happen because we would be doing them week by yeah. week. And they're being released all at the same time. but. Yeah, and so we've been trying to figure out what we're doing for this month and figuring it out, and we're figuring it out all together. We're all in this together. <laughs> all the pods on here, but it's not about us, really. Well, today it's about me. Oh, what else is new? <laughs> oh, that's the end of the four-on-one. Well, it's that time of year. It's everyone's favorite time of year. Specifically, I sure hope so. Um, the time of year where I get to put in, <laughs> even though Hunter has never done one, my birthday request. <laughs> well, if you remember, we didn't have an episode on my birthday. Every time it comes around uh, to my birthday, I like to put in something to talk about that I really want to talk about on the pod that we just haven't gotten to quite yet. Last year, it was Disney Girls Rock. And today, uh, my birthday is Sunday, August 6th, by the way, if you want to slide into my DMs and thank me for being such a good podcast Ooh. host. Um, you could also write us a review on Apple or rate us on Spotify. That would be a oh, wonderful birthday gift. Anyways, all that to say, another soundtrack, another CD that I grew up with that defined so much of my childhood and probably some other people's as well. We are talking about the Kim Possible soundtrack. Yes. So the Kim Possible soundtrack was released July 22nd, 2023. So officially 20 years old. <laughs> 2003 what did i say 2023 2023 2003 i'm sorry it now is officially 20 years old um yeah and it's just your classic disney channel soundtrack the tagline is always songs from and inspired by the hit tv series 
which is also it's always interesting to see what songs are on here that aren't specific specifically from the show right. and how they were inspired to be on this soundtrack uh it debuted at the billboard 200 at 125 and one of the reviews of the kim possible soundtrack said doesn't quite capture the fun of the series but it's still a better than average children's soundtrack of course we have some of the featured artists we have some radio disney staples aaron carter a teens jump five element and then we have christy carlson romano uh voice of kim possible will friedel voice of ron and then of course it has the best song from the kim possible lore maybe we'll get into it is call me beat me if you want to reach me by christina milian um what do you remember about this soundtrack what don't i remember about this soundtrack I acquired this, so when I was in elementary school, we had this thing every year where the third graders would do a flea market because they were learning about money and like buying and exchanging. So the third graders just bring in a bunch of random junk and they put it up for sale. And all the other like first through fourth graders get to come around and and shop the flea market and buy stuff, which is how I got Build-A-Bears for like $5 back in the day because third graders don't know what things are worth. And I, like, I sold some of, like, my swim goggles at this thing. Literally just anything random I could find around the house. And one of the other third graders had this soundtrack up for sale for, like, a dollar. And so I bought the CD from them, that sweet, sweet lime green CD. And it would just kind of become, like, a soundtrack of my life. I, I, like, downloaded the CD and I put it on my first iPod when I got it. There's so many of these songs that have still stayed with me, like, all through the years. My original CD was found shattered in a bag like three months oh, no. ago. So. Oh, no. It's the end of the road for us. But. Which now that's like, that was an ancient artifact. I know. Because there's so many different versions of this I album. I know, it's ridiculous. There's the original album, which came out in 2023. 2003, the if you say 2023 one more time. Damn it. Damn, I'm going to start again. Uh, the original version, which came out in 2003, there's the Kim Proved version that came out in 2005. And then there's songs from Kim Possible that came out in 2020 that I think was only released on um, Spotify. But then you have the Italian version that this version has Hilary Duff and Jesse McCartney. The, the French version has Hilary Duff. The German version has <laughs> Hilary Duff and element it's just why for why everyone so many different versions why are there so many different versions of the kim possible soundtrack I don't, the the biggest difference with the kim proved one is that they swapped out like two of the songs for could it be by christy carlson romano which i think it's homophobic that that's not in the original i know it wasn't out yet well, i don't but... think at the... yeah i don't think at the time it wasn't out i love that song <laughs> I love that song. I know that we are both Kim and Ron. Like, we are anti-Kim and Ron on this podcast, but I am pro, could it be? That song rips. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make That's it known great. that I can have my cake and eat it, too. And Rappin' Draken is also one that is added on the Kim Proved version, which we did not listen to for this. I don't know what that is. We just wanted to be original. We wanted the original, we wanted the classic that... 
if you still have this in your archives, this is that the version lime green CD. I just want to be true to my culture. Yeah, yeah. So I guess without further ado, we should get into the Kim Possible soundtrack. All right, the first track on the CD is, of course, "Call Me, Beat Me," the Kim, and they in parentheses the Kim Possible. As song. if we didn't already know by Christina. Million. What I love about when theme songs are added to the soundtracks is sometimes it's a full version, like a full length version. Yeah. Where and sometimes it's just the forty seconds that you hear on TV every day. This is the full length version. Is the full so version. we get second chorus, a bridge. We get uh Christy Carlson in there. Uh Kim here. So what's so the what's the stitch? Message here. I'm here. I I don't want to harp like too much on this because I know we've talked about the theme song when we've talked about Kim Possible in the past, but this theme song cannot be topped. Yeah, definitely in the top three. Oh yeah, Disney Channel theme songs of all time. I mean, you get, and I mean, it's just a fun song too. Like a the 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 best part of the song to me is the. It's in the chorus, and you just hear it sounds like a choir. You just go, Call me, baby. If you want to reach me, if you want to praise me, it's okay. It's okay. Well, and also, it really sets the tone of that. It sounds like very spy, James Bond. Oh, I so didn't I even think, think it's, about it's that. All like, you know, it's like it has that kind of undertone. It's, you know, how every James Bond has a great theme yeah. song. This is that. And Bond songs are also about making a big deal out of like something that's very simple. <laughs> when the song is basically yeah. just saying, if you want to get a hold of me, call me. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> and then, of course, you have the dun-dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. And then you put that, well, you know, this is not the only version of this song. Well, it was re-recorded. In 2019. Oh, yeah. For, for the, the live action. Mm-hmm. For the live action Kim Possible movie by the actress who played Kim Possible. So not even Christina Milian was, did the It was recording. that little girl. Got, but I think they kept the Christina Milian version in the movie. What was the, the live what action was the point movie? then? To promote it? I don't know. And now they also did a music video starring. The girl who played the live action Impossible. Sadie so, Stanley. Sadie Stanley. So she's, she redid Call Me, Beat Me for the movie, the live action movie, and we're going to watch the music video that it came with. So, ready? Yeah. <laughs> the bass thumping. <laughs> Why is it slowed down? Like, this is like a club beat. Okay, she she doesn't sound bad. I just think it's the wrong vibe for the song, and it like I don't I don't like it. I mean, she doesn't have the the personality that Christina Milian had in the song. No, absolutely. I I think with both of these, they're both lacking like the personality and the the like urgency of like the oh, KP theme too. song was like "Call Me, Beat Me," like I'll be right there, and this one's like 
I just can't wait until I yeah. hear my cell phone go off. Like she's yeah. Sick of time. There was a sense of there was a sense of urgency in the original. Like yeah. she's on a mission. Call me. Let's go. Yeah. Um, this I agree. girl's this girl's at the club and she'll answer her phone call if she sees it. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll leave you on read by accident and then uh, <laughs> text you a week later. Like, OMG, I'm sorry, just seeing this. Can you imagine if that actually? Like, Kim, Middleton Hall, like, the Middleton Town Hall is on fire. And a week later, she's like, oopsie, just now seeing this. <laughs> My bad. She left me on red. Is Kim on her way? Uh, let me check. She saw my message. She left me on red. <laughs> she left me on scene. <laughs> uh, it's just so synonymous with Kim Possible. I think when you think of Impossible, it's one of those shows where you just automatically think of the oh, yeah. song before anything else, which is always good. Yeah. Right? You want to stick in Let's people's look. brains. I mean, that's what... I mean, you don't want seeing... somebody to say the name of a show and be like, oh, I remember that show, but I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah. So Call Me, Beat Me is... And it's a great way to start the album because it's a familiar song. And we're we are we're we're in the world, and you know, well, Becca, the writer of Kim Possible, the theme song, also wrote "Could It Be" by <gasps> Christy Carlson. No wonder. So I think that I think that's a good full circle moment to uh, close the ver- close the book on this theme song. And actually get into like the nitty gritty of songs we've probably never heard of at the time that this album was being released. So track number two is Just You by LMNT. Absolute banger. So <laughs> there's a to so when this album I also have this album. Mm-hmm. And I uh played it when when me and my siblings were growing up, we would uh, turn on my mom's car and open up all the doors and turn up the radio really loud and, and like hang out in the backyard and dance or whatever. And there is a home video of me with a microphone performing to the camera. It's just you by LMG. I think I've seen from the Kim Pop. Some of you this. have, and this is, and I'm singing this song. And I do a Kim Possible like move to end it. <laughs> well, uh, what so a great performance from you! Did you know that this was LMNT's final performance? It was. It was their final performance. I was on the this LMNT a- Wikipedia page doing some research because LMNT disbanded in 2003, and a lot of artists that are on the Kim Possible soundtrack had a big year in 2003. <laughs> LMNT well, did that's as well. why they're on it, and a lot of them are no longer. Producing the members last performed in the music video for their song It's Just You for the Kim Possible soundtrack. The group only consisted of Mike Miller, Brian Chan, and Jonas Persh at this time. In 2003, the group disbanded. At this time, who was a previous member? That's part of the elementary lore. Well, Matthew Morrison, but only for only in 2001. So settle down, he didn't have anything to do with this. I think it'd be fine if he was taking down this song. We were, ooh, we were almost very close to getting a Matthew Morrison, a Mr. Shoes version uh, of "It's Disney Just You," a Mr. Shoes version of "It's Just You," and "Hey Julia." 
He better not touch Hey Juliet. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad he was off that. Hey Juliet by LMNT. Ooh. Another. Um, why is like I have childhood stories about LMNT? You mentioned the music video. Mm-hmm. Go for music it. Music video what about- is definitely giving. We don't want to be around each other anymore. <laughs> it's it's bad. I have not ever seen it. that music video before today. And it is not. It's bad. I didn't remember it when you sent it to me. But um, I started watching it. It's like, oh, yeah. It's basically this. just like a brother and a sister on the couch watching TV. And the little boy pulls out like a Kim Possible scanner and he pushes it. And suddenly there's a hologram of LMNT in his living room. And they're performing this song with the most low energy ever. And he, the little boy's excited. And then it'll cut back to a shot of the sister being like, ugh, ugh, and like rolling her also, eyes. Isn't there, isn't there a Kim Possible voiceover in this song? There's like, Kim here, can you hear me? I don't, that did not sound like Christy Carlson. I don't think it is. To me. Because <laughs> at, the, at the very end when oh, it's yeah. like, over. <laughs> Yeah, get in there. Can you hear me? <laughs> this was one of them songs that I used to like put on the stereo in my bedroom at a friend's house and we make a dance to it that we're up all night and come downstairs and show the parents. Like, it's that kind well, of vibe. Oh, yeah. Well, you can do the things that can't be done. You can win the fights that can't be won. This is, a, this is like a good, this is a great song that really is truly inspired like, by. Like, when I think of songs inspired by the show, I want this. I don't want Pop Princess literally... by the Click 5, okay? I want this. Yeah, so points for a perfectly inspired song by Kim Possible. Yeah, I love it. I love this song it, to this day. Because she's doing the impossible. The backing vocals is it a love? Are, is it a love song to Kim Possible? See, that's what I wondered. Like, I always wondered if this was supposed to be from like Ron's POV. But when this album came out, right. Kim and Ron weren't canon yet. So maybe Elementy was should, ahead of their time. This was, <laughs> an ode to an ode to KP. What if the, like one of the members of LMNT just showed up to band rehearsal and was like, "I had a sexy dream about Kim Possible, and I wrote this song." And they're like, "Okay, fine." They're like, "Yeah, why was that? Why was it on their debut album? <laughs> why are they singing a song about Kim Possible?" The background vocals are doing the most, but they're Kimmy, Kim, Kim, Kim Possible. <laughs> some of th- we're gonna get to some of these songs were how. Like, how are people's ears not... Oh, the like, pitches melting? get into dog whistle territory. <laughs> yeah. It's... This is a strong one. This is what I remember clear as day. And yeah. points for LMNT, a quick but impactful run. I'd like to... On I'd like to close on the top comment on the LMNT music video that I think really sums this all up. This guy said, at 50 years of age, I can say that I know what I like and I don't really care what others think. I love this song and this group. Even the video is killer. Great brother-sister moment. I only wish songs like this and music videos existed when I was a kid. He's 50? He's 50. And it sounds like he's been 50 for a while, so he probably discovered MMT <laughs> as a grown man and was like, this bops. So complete respect this to bops. that gentle sir. That... <laughs> I mean, how we can't? How, how can we say anything That's else? That's gonna be me when I'm fifty. That was a great way to... with my AirPods in, and this comes up on shuffle, and I'm gonna say this bops. <laughs> Bo- <laughs> this bops. Um, oh boy! All right, I'm. I don't want to spend any more time in element <laughs> okay, T territory. One, it's not long territory, <laughs> but they only had one album. Element T deep dive one. It, it would be a. 10 minute episode we can dip our toes in the shallow end anyways 
We can. On to the next song, I'm Ready by Andrea Michael. And you might be saying, who? (laughs) Which I was saying too. And I was looking her up and I could not find anything about this person. And it took me forever, but I found her website. She is a vocal coach and like voice actress for like singing voice actress for like film. She's done a lot of commercials. She's also done songs for Phineas and Ferb and the Muppets. The Muppets. But it sounds like she's still active in the business. And Andrea Michael, if you're listening, I just want to say thank you for I'm Ready. Because this song was my motivational like anthem in middle school. We're having very different experiences listening to this album back. Did you skip I'm Ready? I mean, like back in the day, did you skip? Probably. Yes. I I remember this. I remembered all the songs, but this was not a song I... I repeat. Wow. I know exactly the songs that I repeat. I don't know what it was about this one, but I just like, I listened to it one time before a math test and I was like, yeah. And then so just like any time before I had a test or like an audition or anything in middle school, I would listen to this. And it was like my go-to like pump up song for a while. And were you ready? You know, sometimes I was ready. Sometimes you still get a D and you just, you take it. I know you know. The D and I know <laughs> that was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think this is a good inspirational song inspired by Kim Possible? I guess. See, this is my thing. I was like, I feel like Kim Possible is always ready. So she doesn't need, she's, it's not a, it's not a song about like, oh, I got to get prepared. You don't think she, you know what I mean? Maybe this is more about being ready for talking to your crush than being ready to go into battle. Right. Cause that's the thing about Kim Possible. Cause that's Possible, what trips her up. Like, she can kick butt, but she can't speak in front of the cool cool she can people. kick butt but she can't kiss boys kim possible sunday six seven central well the core the course is i'm ready for you are you ready for me i'm i'm invincible i can do anything i'm ready to go are you ready to see don't you know that it's impossible to stop me or possible to stop my i can i am no that's that's when i said i need this to end immediately <laughs> i was i was done the key change hits. That where? When it hits. <laughs> where does it hit you? You're rude. I'm not rude. I at it's one just, point I like. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I played this song like on the tiniest, dinkiest little speaker I had, and I sang it for my mom. <laughs> like <laughs> me in the back seat, like. Ah. And what did and what did your mom say? She was like, "Oh, that was so beautiful." I said, "You better sing, baby." <laughs> did you ever? My parents used to do this all the time when I would like bring up a song, and they'd be like, "Why don't you sing it for us?" And I'd be like, "I can't just do that." Oh, my! <laughs> all the time, my mom's like, "Why don't you go up there and sing?" I'm like, in front of you, like four people in this room. No, like they. She would. She would, like, ask me that, like, while, like, even when I was, like, in high school. I was like, I'm not doing that. It's I, in high school, I would be, like, uh, playing the piano upstairs, and I'd hear, like, a thud on the door, and then she'd walk in and be like, sorry, I was just listening. <laughs> Come down to play it for us. Does she listen to these episodes? Your mom? I don't know. Sometimes. This will be the test. <laughs> can we move on? Yeah, we can, uh, we can get on our feet and get out of here. Wait, I, I, I don't want to go anymore. 
Why does so many st- of wanna... these songs start with like just beeping noises? They were like, oh, Kim Possible, lots of beeps. Yeah, uh, this is "Get Up on Your Feet" by Aaron it's Carter. It's "Get Up on Your Feet." Get up on your feet. That was a really hard <laughs> song to get through. I don't think it's that bad. Becca, are you Here's kidding me? Here's the thing me? that I think. I think it's fine, but I think it has no. It Here's has the thing no that I think I'm thinking of now. Three minutes long. It does. It has no business being five <laughs> seconds long. I think that the trend these days is this, to make a lot of songs like a minute and thirty seconds, or even two minutes. And I think this could have been one no. of those songs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Aaron Carter has put out good music. I guess he definitely um, has, and it was just his voice must have been hurting the day after, because <laughs> that is not his natural. Oh no, it's very like. Ugh. It was. He was doing. I even texted Becca. I said this song is very unbearable to get through. Now, do you know what soundtrack he's on that I do enjoy? What. Jimmy Neutron. Okay, well, this isn't a Nickelodeon podcast. <laughs> I know what I'm just saying. What, what I'm saying is he's appeared on soundtracks and it hasn't been that bad. This was bad. I just but Googled I think a big... get up on your feet lyrics and at one point there is literally just three question marks because they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. That's a great, that's the greatest way you could describe. Fire up, come on, get up. Here we go. Fire up, come on. That part <laughs> is painful because it goes on for so long. <laughs> Y'all, it is go back and listen to it if you dare. But <laughs> this song is so bad. If you can handle like a minute and 30 seconds straight where people just go, fire it up, come on, get up. Go for <laughs> it. It sounded like I was in a death cage match. <laughs> With all the police sirens and the like, uh, breaker, yeah. breaker. <laughs> I'm just like, ah! That's what it sounded like. This was I did skip this a lot more frequently as a kid than I do now, but it's it's not one of the ones that I tend to go back to, but I do have a soft spot for it, I think. I don't even have a spot <laughs> for it. <laughs> what can I say? Okay, well. Um, all right. We can go ahead and get out Next of here. Track. Keep the party going. <laughs> Next track is a celebration. By Jump Five, Jump five which is a cover, because it's a, it's Jump Five. So guess what? they're going to Jump sing Five a cover. on a soundtrack. Give them a cover. Give them a cover. <laughs> uh, just like a bed, give them a cover. <laughs> <laughs> we make Come a, on, ourselves Woody. last here. Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't like this song as a kid. Well, one, when it started, it scared the heck Yahoo! out of me. Because <laughs> I, like, I wasn't, because I, I, I listened to this on YouTube, because YouTube made a playlist of the original yeah. soundtrack. Um, and so I wasn't list, I wasn't watching what was next. And all of a sudden, Celebration by Jump 5 started. And it is like someone got so close to your ear, <laughs> to your ear. And then, like, just went, Yahoo! It scared the heck out of me. It, just like this song, it was too much. I get it. It's a celebration. In the context of King Possible, are we celebrating that she defeated Draken? 
I guess maybe it's supposed to be the prom or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know why this is on here. I'm sure Jump 5 had like a five album deal. <laughs> and you know, they're not going to do any original. Yahoo! That's like all it I remember just, about it. <laughs> it just didn't sound good. Mm-hmm. It was all over the place. It is also, it also has the unfortunate placement of coming before one of the best songs that has ever been put to tape. <laughs> and we're not, we, we dramatize a lot I'm here. not being dramatic. I'm not messing around. We, oh, I'm dead serious. Okay, are we done celebrating? Our rate is slowing it's like, down. I know we're going to bark. <laughs> no, we're, we're not done celebrating, actually. We're going to keep celebrating, but we're going to disinvite Jump 5 because this is an exclusive party. This is an exclusive Christy Carlson Romano party. For say the word. Get up on your feet. Say the word. So this is a song that, of course. Also starts with beats. Was a repeat. (laughs) Well, she can do it because she is composite. I know. So so this song was actually used in a, a future Compossible episode. There was a talent show, and Kim sings this song. I didn't know that. I don't think I ever knew when it came into play. So it was a a song on the album Mm -hmm. first, and then like a couple seasons later of Kim Possible, it was like a talent show episode, and Kim sings Say the Word, like a different version of it. It's the same song, but yeah, I'll send it. Okay. I'll send it to you. So now it's like canon that this is a song that. Well, Kim this sings. song eats. Miss um, um, Christy Carlson Romano. It's so when good. When she stepped in that vocal booth with the the belt shaped like a hand around her waist, she was ready to make history. Christery. Christery. Christery Carlson. Christery. Wait. Christery Carlson Romano. You mean? Christery Carlson Romano was made that day. I this music video too. Like it's mostly just a video of her in the recording booth, like bop it around. But she's like acting, but, and then it's also like intercut with clips of clips of like the Kim Possible characters like seeing her on TV or on like the 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 Kim yeah. communicator. I screen. used to love when they would. I do know that. it's it's such a fun but way then, to bring them into the world. But then Rufus is canon lives in Christy Carlson universe. <laughs> I know because she is singing next to a stool, and then Rufus Rufus jumps on, and she's like Rufus. Maybe Rufus is just like an interdimensional being. I mean, Maybe. I'm pretty. Isn't that like confirmed <laughs> later? Probably. Oh, but this um, song and move and uh, move over, T Pain. Christy Carlson Romano has auto tune locked down in this song. It's so good. And also, can we just have a conversation about Christy Carlson Romano for a moment? What about her? Can we have it? Let's ha- let's let's have the conversation. Are you ready to have a conversation? Yeah. Are you ready? So. One, Say the Word is one of the best Disney, so- Disney Channel songs. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Christy Carlson Romano needs to revive her YouTube vlog channel and reveal how she made Say the Word such a most pop- the most popular song. I, d- I love her, like, her talking parts in it. Like, at the very beginning, they're like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. All you have to do is... Say the word. <laughs> I'm there. But... You know how everyone is like, Ashley Tisdale was on a TV show, Disney Channel movie, and voicing a cartoon all at the same time. Do you know who did that first? Christy Carlson Romano. Christy Carlson Romano. She was doing Cadet Kelly, Even Stevens, and Kim Possible. All those were airing 
probably all around the same time. They were definitely airing around the same she, time. Yeah, they were airing, at the, but they had the big, they had an, she was the original, uh, like, when, when you think of the Disney stars that are like in every Disney thing, like Jason Dolly's, the Brenda songs, yeah. the, she was the one, she, she had her hands in every bucket that Disney could give her. She did. So shout out to Christy Carlson Romano for always being Disney's employee of the month. Wendy Williams said it best when she said, she's an icon, she's a legend, and she is the moment. Yeah. Icon, legend, moment, Kenna Kelly, even Stevens, impossible. Say the word. This key change, her key so, change on say the word. Oh, well, <laughs> she, oh, it's the Broadway belt. It's the Broadway in her. She can do it. My name. My name. I love a good name. This is just one of those songs that like every vocal choice, every inflection, everything is like burned into the folds and of my brain. another thing. So what if Christy Carlson Romano and Annalise Vanderpoel aren't pop singers and they're Broadway singers? They can still make it just work. As, and, they, and they have yeah, two of the best I mean, pop songs in Disney canon. Say the word and over it. Next. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let's just put a period on that one. And it just peaks from, well, it doesn't peak. That was the peak for me. It was this That is the definitely album. the peak. But I think that the next song is a, it's a smaller peak. Okay. I like this song a lot. It's called Summertime. It sounds like it sounds like it, w- it could come from the TV it's show. It's called Summertime, guys. It's by Nikki Cleary. Um, this also made an appearance on the Aquamarine soundtrack, this very same song. Double and dipper. she had a different song on the Mean Girls soundtrack. What was it? It was called Hated. I don't, I'm not sure that I would be able to put it out oh, of a lineup. I have no idea. But an interesting fact <laughs> about Miss Nikki Cleary, her full name is Brittany Rose Cleary. And when she signed with Jive Records in the summer of 2002, they asked her to change her name because they already had a Britney on their roster with Britney Spears. Wow. Because you can't, you can't have two Britney's She only in one has room. two albums. The second one is the one that Summertime Guys makes an appearance on, which is the only song on that album that she contributed any writing to. Summertime mm-hmm. Guys? She also has a cover of Walking on Sunshine on that album and a cover of You're the One That I Want from Grease. Which is a duet with Chris from Dream Street. Gosh. What? That so a lot of history going into this. Weird sentence. <laughs> the first time I heard this song, I thought, yeah. I did not think it was about boys, which is foolish. But I thought the call was like, it's summertime, guys, like all of you. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, this is about men. <laughs> oh, you've been fooled. I've been gooped. This song is a little saucy, I think, for, like, when I was listening to this as a nine-year-old, I was like, like, in the the part in the second verse when they're catcalling the boy. Yeah. It's a strange song. It is, but I like it a lot. Eh. Okay. This is a song for the girls! It really did peak. It did, it just really peaked with me for Say the World, Say the Word, so anything after that. This is a song for the girls. I love this song. I, like, I used to listen to this song, like, driving away from school on the first day of summer. I'd put this song on as we were like pulling away as my mom was driving out. And what did your mom say? I had my headphones. You better sing. <laughs> she said, sing for me. <laughs> I had my headphones in. She said, 
<laughs> Mom, stop! I'm listening to the good I'm listening to summertime guys. <laughs> School is out. The sun is. I also just love the part. It has that part where it like kind of goes in one ear for a second, and then it goes in another ear for a second. Oh, yeah. I always like that. I think that's cool. I I think this song is mostly about the memories I have associated with it, rather than the content of the song itself. Yeah, and that's fair. Because I was never the type to be partying at the mall and see a boy and get invited to a beach party. I was going home and playing with my horses and writing stories on my laptop while I listened to this. So this was not the life I lived. And that's okay. Uh, Do you know what's not okay? This next song. You're right. Because it is this year by This is one of the songs that was cut from the Kim-proved version. That was a dig to 18s. 18s can produce. 18s can produce hits. They can. This is not one of them. Upside down. It's horrible. (laughs) I always skip this song. Always. Me too. This song. Always. It basically. The most nasally sounded song ever. Oh, the girlies are pinching their noses in the vocal booth. Like, what are they doing? (laughs) Did something stink that day and they were just like. Okay, well, the take's just going to sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. This song just basically has the energy of a bunch of people when January rolls around, and they're like, you guys, this year, it's going to be my year. I'm going to go to the gym, and I'm going to get fit, and I'm going to get a man. <laughs> it sounds like it would be in an American Girl doll movie. <laughs> You're not even wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Kit, Kit Ridge is, is walking home, and this year is playing. This year... The chorus, like, like, the Mom. bridge chorus is January, I learned to fly. February, love's going to find me. March, April, May, I'll get carried away, which I guess she means they get swept out to sea and is never found because there's no June through December <laughs> on the books for, for 18. <laughs> the, the girl in the second verse going, this year, I'll paint my masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> Just so many, so, so many goals in every year. This year, people will ask where she this get a, that energy. Lame. Probably from being twelve. Also, it seems like they try to keep all these songs like these are cool. These are kind of slick. Yeah, songs like the first half seemed a little bit like that. Where. I don't know. I mean, there's also celebration. The back so half of this, but, with know. the exception of one song that is God tier, has is so strange and like the the picks don't make any sense to me. Yeah. So the next, so I'm done talking. Yeah, about it's it's bad. 18s, we didn't like it. <laughs> and I and this is like post Lilo and Stitch high of can't help falling in love with you. So. So the next song is Work It Out by the band Brassy, who were an English rock slash hip hop band formed in 1994 in Manchester by an American singer named Muffin Spence. (laughs) But 2003 was a big year for LMNT because they split that year. It was also a big year for Brassy who split that year. Dang. (laughs) They said we peaked with the Kim Possible album. We just... I think this Can't song came else. out in like 2000. The reason that it's on here is because I'm pretty sure this is the song that they have like a cheerleading routine to at some point in the show. Oh, I'm sure. It sounded very like. Because otherwise, why is this here? Like, this is not for your target audience. 
it was very strange um i can't place the song in my brain at the moment how's it go again oh hang on <laughs> like like i'm sorry i nothing is clicking i'm like trying to think of it another one starting with sirens and beeps oh it's that you have got to you have got to you have got to work it out oh yes yeah. that had to be a cheerleading thing it was i i looked it up earlier because i also when i heard it i was like this is that's what this is to be yeah these last couple songs not one of, one of the questions on were... google i googled work it out kim possible the top like people also ask was is kim possible a ginger what do you have eyes <laughs> okay well all right next the song. next song is five freaking minutes long <laughs> <laughs> it's called e is for everybody by cooler kids this song was the probably the biggest skip on this for me as a kid yeah i remember skipping this and going straight to the mm-hmm. next song this was also featured on the uptown girls soundtrack the movie uptown girls with Brittany murphy and dakota fanning i don't have so this is these this is the other band cooler kids had a very big 2003 but not be, not because oh, they God. split in 2003 this is probably the weirdest sentence i've ever read on a wikipedia page the group joined Erisher on their North American tour and in an attempt to raise their profile among gay listeners took a float in New York City's Gay Pride Parade. Then they recorded the tracks Dreams Can Be and Welcome Home for the video game Monster Rancher 4, which is a monster breeding and management game. <laughs> the Kim Possible soundtrack lineup, everybody. <laughs> This song is just way too long. Let's make some noise. It's way too long. It's got way too many just like, I don't know. This was just not my vibe as a kid. It's not really my vibe now. I think I got through three of the five minutes before I just wrote too long in all caps and I went to the next one. Yeah. These tail end songs, they, I don't think Disney albums in general so far have known how to end an album. Oh, they have no way. Oh. They're just throwing Let's stuff in there. So song. this one was another one that I think was on the show at some point. It was because there was an animated version of A the Smash Mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the next track is Come On, Come On by Big Smash Fat Liar Mouth. Nation. Where are you at? Is this in this Big is Fat like Liar? This the opening song in Big Fat Liar. Come on, come on. Tell me. Tell me why I'm quite surprised feeling. that this track didn't get like a radio Disney version or like an edited version because it has several references to like drinking and being in a bar. Real? What do they what do they say? Give me some. If I had a gal, she'd be in a dress. I better slow my drinking down. I took a trip to to the bar. Does my money go so far? I don't know. It just seems like Yeah. I mean, for kids, kids are probably like the milk bar or like I don't know, but Right. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, this this song, I guess, was canonically performed at the Middleton Mad Dog Ball by Smash Mouth. (laughs) The power that Shrek had. Because Smash Mouth was a band long before Shrek. But after Shrek, they were a cultural staple. The... They were... And do you know who almost had that song slot in Shrek that went to 
Smash Mouth. Like what the song was going to be instead? Yeah. What? Fall Out Boy. What song? It's a song called Bang the Doldrums from Infinity on High. It's a deep cut. But it's a song about like being in a toxic like love-hate relationship with your like a best friend. And, and I'm guessing, gonna... I think Pete Wentz went to DreamWorks and was like this. And they were like, no. <laughs> and so it was like... going to be, oh, the song was going to play as Shrek was opening up the toilet. <laughs> I don't know if it was going to play in that exact scene, but I think it was like in... Fall Out Boy was intended to, be to the have song. like the staple song for Shrek. And it, it didn't work out because they didn't like the choices that Fall Out Boy made creatively for it. Somebody. And where would we be without somebody yeah. who once told me that the world was going to roll me? So that's Smash for the Mouth better. Is like is crazy. I know. Their songs, were, they, their songs are so distinctive. And I don't even know like how to describe like. Yeah. It, it sounds, sometimes Smash Mouth songs sounds like someone has like a, a pot a, a, <laughs> and like a, a, a metal spoon and just like. <laughs> He's banging. <laughs> yes. I mean, in the 2000s age of rock that was all from a bunch of old white dudes being like, like, it takes a lot to stand out. Or like, it sounds like that. a vacuum. Like, this. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, come on, come on. It came on. Um, but I have been waiting this whole episode to speak on what should have been this album's closer, but it's not. Do you want to introduce the, la- the song? <clears throat> Come on and listen to the mole rap. It's the naked mole rap uh, by Mr. Will Friedel. <laughs> it's Friedel. It is? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure. And Nancy Cartwright playing Rufus. And the background singer is once again doing the most. Oh, this song eats. This song eats. This, the the sh- song has and this stayed with show. me. I, well, yeah, it has, like, a, a music video for it. Well, you know it's not the only music video it had for it. Did you know this also got remade for the 2019 live-action reboot movie? I did not. Re- re-recorded with the actor who played live-action Unstoppable. And guess what, Becca? We're going to react to it right now. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to do this. <laughs> it's just like we watched I come the in night. here excited to talk about the song that raised me and you immediately want to show me this bastardized version of it. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, wait, wait, Isaac, wait. isn't Isaac Ryan Brown He's Mr. Booker? Yeah. I didn't know he was in this. Rufus looks horrifying. <laughs> They rewrote his origin story. I'm sorry, Isaac Ryan Brown, but your backing vocals are horrid. (laughs) I hate this so much. Like, this has no... 
I'm done. This has no energy, no passion. The original version, Will Friedel is putting every ounce of his Will for Dussy into the naked <laughs> bull rap, okay? He is. No. He is. Not the Will for Dussy. The breakdown when he's like, we gotta wait a night to a burrito and a night. Like, he was spitting. Move over, Eminem. Will Friedel is on the scene. I mean, I love the Naked Mole rap. I love it so much. The original. Like, of course. Like, the minute, the minute you hear this, you hit the, you hit the track, you hear... <clears throat> like, you hear... You hear oh, this is the Mole rap. <laughs> you hear... This is a wild song. You hear Rufus clearing his voice. <laughs> his throat. Why was this used in the... It was used in the show. For sure. Naked Mole Rap is an improvisational song performed by Ron and Rufus on a talent show in the Kim Possible episode Rappin' Drakken. Oh, well, there you go. Which is Rappin' Drakken was added to the Kim Proved version, and the song that it replaced was Work It Out by Brassy. All right, it's more appropriate. (laughs) But this, I, I mean, this has just been like, you know, I've always made jokes of like my future spouse will know that I'm the one when they see me flawlessly perform the naked mole rap for the first time. And that semi kind of happened with my partner. So listen to the naked mole rap. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> like I could, I could do it all right now, but I won't. Okay. I mean, I sh- it's great. I, I shan't. You won't. We don't have time. If you want to uh, throw me a few bucks. <laughs> We want you to sing. Any more thoughts on the naked mole rap? I could go on all day, but you're going to have to stop me. I just, I love it so much. It's so silly. It never fails to put a smile on my face. And it has been with me through so many years and seasons. And I I don't think I'll ever stop naked mole rap into this song when it comes on. Well, you may never stop, but the album has officially stopped because now... We're lapping the track list, and the final track is the first track, but a remix version of it. <sighs> Call Me Beat Me Remix. Disney, can you not end your albums with a remix, like, just one time? It's okay <laughs> to not do that. Yeah. Unless you're doing... Remember, remember when they started putting out albums of just remixes of all the Disney songs? I do, yeah. It was like, High School Musical Remix. Not for me. That's, that's crazy. I'm just, like, realizing that. Yeah, and there's not much to say. Why Why mess with perfection? So that is the Kim Possible soundtrack. It's, the bangers are still bangers and bops, but I think the soundtrack on the whole is not the knockout that I remembered it being. Yeah, I think when, of course, Say the Word is the peak for me, and then it kind of trails off. I think what makes these the songs that we keep saying are the best is because they are directly inspired by the show you know what i mean they are written because they are writing for the kim possible show where i think when these kind of albums happen and they just shoehorn in random songs where it's like oh let's do a love song because kim's in high school you know we're like Mm -hmm. That show doesn't, like, that doesn't represent the show. Like, let's so. put on this five-minute Club Beats tune. Yeah. We're like, when does that ever happen? So. Like we said at the beginning, like, what I want to see is It's Just You by LMNT. 
like for for songs that are inspired by the show that don't appear directly from the show yeah. i want to see something that is very obviously like clearly inspired by the show yeah. and not something that just Disney... like this year by like this year by 18s like what that was so weird I just don't think of like that unless style there was of like music. one scene where Kim like twirled in her bedroom and that was on, but then she answers the communicator and she has to go. Yeah, you know, because like, yeah. Kim Possible isn't the type of show that like some of the other Disney ones are, where you like sit in a musical moment for a long time because there's always something happening. Yeah, yeah, I 100 percent agree. So that's just some of the choices were interesting in in that regard. Yeah. But I know you have to fill out the slots, so... <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I really do think there is a certain amount of space you have to fill a CD if you want to, like, sell it a couple times. So I think that... I don't know. I could be making that up. Um, but Disney loves to just fill it out with random stuff. Um, which had us thinking that Disney Channel put an album out for their... Sh- basically all their big shows, you know? Liz McGuire... Proud Family, That's a Raven. Hey, we even had a Sunny with a Chance album that came out. I looked up. Um, but there's one that came to my attention that is right in the middle of all that stuff. Is The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody never Completely got overlooked. Fair, completely overlooked. And we've, we, we um, decided amongst ourselves that we need to right the wrongs and we think that we need to make our own sweet life album inspired songs from and inspired by from the sweet life there are a few froms i mean i think we said obviously the theme song would be on there probably yeah. the full so, so like, here's two here's like our world. this is our brainstorm of what 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 should be if this album came out around the time that the sweet life is airing um, so what you, you were saying, the first one would obviously be... The theme song, like probably the full like two to three minute version of the theme song. I think yeah. obviously Welcome to the Tipton where everything is sweet would be on there. Um, I, th- I think the two songs from the Battle of the Bands episode. Mm-hmm. The only on one. Yeah. So let's... How many songs were that? So let's say this album has a total of 13 songs. How much, how much did this That's four. Have? And depending How on what era, it? if we were to add floss to that, that would be five. Um, let's just put floss in. Okay. Let's just put that in there. So we're working with, let's say we're working with 10 more, 15 songs. Okay. Um, one of them has to be Beautiful Soul by Jesse McCartney because it was oh, performed of course. on the show. Of course. Now, I think there needs to be a song um, inspired by London Tipton. So mm-hmm. I think... Rich Girl by Gwen Stefani should be on there. That's fun. It might have to be a censored version. I'm not really sure, but... It could. It could. could. I do think we have to have some of the stars sing either originals or covers of something. Oh, yeah. Like, I need Kim Rhodes in the vocal booth laying down tracks (laughs) to... to... Ashley Tisdale and Brenda Song doing a cover of, like, It Takes Two to Make a Thing Go Right or something. (laughs) I did. That's funny that you say that, though, because I did have a Carrie Martin cover on my list. Wait, 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 it's what Kim Rhodes would sing on the album? Yeah, but, like, in a Carrie way. Um, Do you know this? Because Bowling for Soup, like, perfectly fits the vibe (laughs) of Sweet Life, right? The 1985 
That would be amazing. Carrie just hit the walls. <laughs> we could have had it all. I think I think some Weezer, for some reason, I think Beverly, even though The Sweet Life does not take place in Beverly Hills, <laughs> but I think Beverly Hills by Weezer should be. The vibe, is, the vibe is perfect. I think uh, Phil Lewis needs to be in the vocal booth. <laughs> What's like a song like about like being annoyed? Um, Little Girls from Annie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Little Girls. From Annie, sung by <laughs> Phil Lewis. Can you imagine Phil Lewis in the vocal booth, in the vocal booth, being like, "Little boys"? <laughs> that would be so stupid. <laughs> I wrote down. I'm do not think- sure who would do it, but if someone would do a punk rock cover of "Me and My Gang" by Rascal Flatts, I think that would fit. Oh, that would be Zach and Cody for sure. Okay. I think Dylan and Cole Sprouse, me and my gang. I also thought it would be Um, fun to have, because they are mentioned as a potential band to play at the dance in the dance episode that we covered. Um, Maroon 5? She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5. I think, yeah, because that could be about Maddie or somebody. Yeah, they also have like no other clean songs from the era that Sweet Life was on. Maybe like Hotel California. Hotel California is not about twins. It's about like drugs (laughs) I just think you like hotels. Welcome to the hotel, tipped Tonya. I don't. I put just the girl by Click Five because I think that's always a yeah vibe. She pushed me in the pool at the hotel, like you know. Maybe we could just throw a jazzy instrumental on there, and it's just like the Tipton at six oh five p.m. Maybe Hey There, Delilah. Something like Plain White Tees would be on there. Oh, Our Time Now by Plain White Tees would be a great song for it's that it's our time now oh for sure yeah, yeah that's a good track list yeah we got some maroon five we got some covers we have some click five maybe we have some gwen stefani but yeah but yeah the, I feel the like vibes that's a good... of the soundtrack regardless need to be like punk rock f the rules pushing people around and then the adults are in crisis <laughs> oh wait maybe phil Luz could do a uh Cover of Bad Boys. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What you gonna do? You know, because they're troublemakers. No running in my lobby or I'll come for you. For you. Uh, well, that's a great... That That's a great... Yeah, got, that's funny. Sweet Life got everything else except, except um, the soundtrack. an album. So any closing thoughts before we shatter this episode like your Kim Possible al- album? Oh, that hoarded. um i mean i basically summed it up earlier like the songs that i loved i still love to this day they are truly timeless to me but the rest kind of just fade into the background with their beeps and boops and screams yeah i think the album started out with a a theme a through line of this is by kim yeah and maybe and they and they tried to do like maybe the first half is spy kim and the Second half is regular Kim, high school Kim. Maybe that's like what they were playing for, but it just felt too, like, it was two distinct versions. Yeah. Final thing is, what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is if a song is an absolute all-time classic, there's absolutely no reason to change that. Yeah. And I think my Disney Channel lesson is say the word 
make a call and I'll be there. Anytime, anywhere, have you heard that I'm all about saving your world? All you have to do is... Say the word. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. That's gospel, truly. <laughs> um, uh, Becca, if people want to see how you naked mole rap, where can they find you? You can find me. Maybe I'll post a video. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O, Becca's Records on TikTok, Becca Stogner on YouTube, and at my other podcast, Making Content with Youth Group Survivor Support Group, which is YGSSG podcast on the socials. And if you want to keep uh, following me on any of the social medias, um, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. But more importantly, if you want to keep up to date on anything and everything about this podcast, we're on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads. Sure, we're all there. Um, just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a review, we will read it on an episode and show you the love right back. Uh, give us five stars on Spotify if you're ever so kind and talk to us on social media we love chatting with you guys it's the coolest part about it um dm us uh tell us what you like tell us what you don't like tell us what you want to hear tell us what you don't want to hear because we want y'all to have so much fun listening to this as we have and making it all right y'all like we said times are gonna be a little weird as we kind of navigate how to make content uh during the strike but uh next week i think we're gonna have take a little road trip get on the road take yeah. the road to some forgotten place yeah and we only have to hit the road for like you know two minutes in between shows <laughs> exactly uh so but until next time we will see you later time travelers always buckle your seatbelts. belts